suddenly one day a woman posted on Noreen's site that she had just gotten a phone call that her daughter was very ill in New York. This woman was in Florida. She was about to board a plane to come to New York. She did not have a clue where this girl was, what hospital she was in. And I wrote to her and I said, when you know that information, let me know. Maybe I can help you. Shortly after, I heard from this lady to tell me that her daughter was in Columbia Presbyterian Hospital in Manhattan. I went there and I got to the room and there was Noreen sitting at the bed of a, an adult daughter who obviously was critically ill. I walked to the edge of the room. Noreen looked up and she said, you must be Nina. From that moment on, there was a bond that was established, all because of Noreen's website. And as a result, we now and many others in the group have a certain kinship that with total strangers, all through Noreen that we never would have had before. Hi, and welcome to The Big Schmear, the podcast celebrating Jewish food, culture, and history. I'm your host, Beth Schenker. I'm dedicating today's episode to the memory of Noreen Gillitz. Noreen was known by many titles over the years, the Queen of Jewish Cuisine, the Queen of Kosher Cuisine, and as Canada's Julia Child. She was known to thousands in the kosher food world as an international icon. When Noreen left us last month, the Jewish food world lost a very special lady. I'd like to take a few minutes to share a little about her before I invite my special guest, Nina Glick, to give us some of her personal insights into this wonderful and generous lady. Noreen Gillitz was born May 29, 1940, in Winnipeg. She raised her family in Montreal. She was a certified culinary professional with the International Association of Culinary Professionals. She was the leading author of kosher cookbooks in Canada, a dozen to be exact, and she didn't stop there. She was a food consultant, food writer with hundreds of food columns, lecturer and cooking instructor. In addition to all that, she had an amazingly successful Facebook group called Noreen's Kitchen that has over 10,000 friends and an active website called gourmania.com with tons of recipes. And she even launched her own cooking podcast in 2018. Her motto was, food that's good for you should taste good. When asked about the start of her cooking adventures, Noreen talked about her mother as her role model in the kitchen. And as an adult, her serious cooking endeavors began with a fundraising cookbook project with B'nai B'rith Women, now Jewish Women International. She became the proud editor of Second Helpings, Please, the project that took over three years to produce, and the book was published in 1968. This book, as many of her others, is available for purchase on Amazon.com. Not only was this an iconic book, but it also was the start of Noreen's culinary career. During her life, there were many accolades, but she was most proud of being the first recipient of Gil Mark's Memorial Award in 2015. She was honored at Kosher Fest. Here's what she said. I was shocked when they announced my name. I was speechless. What an honor. The best part is being a Canadian and being recognized by the international culinary community. There's so much more to say about Noreen, and before I welcome Nina Glick to the microphone, I'll just add one more little piece of personal information. I got to know Noreen through her Facebook group, so I was, and still am, one of those 10,000 followers. It's an amazing group of people passionate about Jewish food from all over the world. My favorite day to check in with the group is always Shabbat. 
Friends share their Shabbat menus, and best of all, they include the most amazing photos of their Shabbos table. Glorious photos with amazing food, all shared among Noreen's kitchen friends. I'd now like to introduce Nina Glick. Nina was born in New York. She lived in Montreal for 40 years and recently moved back to the States. She writes for The Jewish Link, a paper that links the Jewish community in five New Jersey counties. She most recently wrote two articles about Noreen, one a tribute and sadly one a memorial. She's kind enough to share some stories about Noreen with us today. Hi, Nina. Welcome to The Big Schmear. How are you? It's nice to be here. Thank you very much. I'm fine, and I'm so glad that you are here with me today. I thought maybe we'd start out with um, having you tell us a little bit about how you first found out about Noreen. Well, we arrived in Montreal. My husband, Sebastianian, and I'm a New Yorker. We arrived in Montreal. My husband had a position as a rabbi. And um, I was a young 25-year-old person who had three little babies and suddenly found out that every single Jewish household in Montreal had acquired a cookbook by the name of Second Helpings Please. I had never heard of it. I didn't know anything about it. And that was my first entry into the world of Noreen. And, of course, I had to get this cookbook. So it became a staple in our family. And gradually, as Noreen progressed in her career, my library of cookbooks expanded with every one of her new cookbooks, and my friendship with Noreen began. And how did you actually meet Noreen? We met probably at several... um, cooking gatherings in Montreal, and over the years, through her Facebook page, which is beyond believable, we have met at the Kosher Fest, and we have always maintained a close relationship, and as I mentioned in my article, in the last while, Noreen had been extremely, extremely ill, and was a patient in the palliative care unit at the Jewish General Hospital in Montreal, where I had the honor of spending time with her. And um, our friendship just continued to grow. And so was it based on your love of food and cooking, or were there other things that were part of that? I think that one of the specialties of Maureen are not only her recipes, but it's her ability, it was her ability to keep a group of people together And slowly but surely, this group that did not start out with 10,000 people became a family of women and men who cared about each other, not only to share their recipes, not only to discuss what they were making for Shabbos or for a Chag, but instead when a person had a a mother who wasn't well or a child who was having a bar mitzvah, they would proudly, proudly speak about it on the website, on, on on Noreen's Kitchen. And throughout the community, people would offer their their congratulations. People would be praying for other people. It was mind-boggling. And truthfully, I don't think Maureen ever, ever anticipated that this is what would happen to her cookie, to her Noreen's kitchen. It was beyond believable. I would have to say that I actually had no idea how many people were part of the group. But you're so right. My first experience was... Gee, how can I be part of that? It seems like everybody is part of this family. I'm just a newbie. And so many personal things discussed. And everything was always, everybody's conversation was always respectful and helpful. 
they were extremely careful about that. There was never criticism, ever. And perhaps I can just share with you one slight story that happened to me as a result of Noreen's Kitchen. Shortly after we moved back to, we moved to New Jersey after living in Montreal for the entire, the almost of our married life, 40 years. When we moved back to New Jersey, suddenly one day a woman posted on Noreen's site that she had just gotten a phone call that her daughter was very ill in New York. This woman was in Florida. She was about to board a plane to come to New York. She did not have a clue where this girl was, what hospital she was in. And I wrote to her and I said, when you know that information, let me know. Maybe I can help you. Shortly after, I heard from this lady to tell me that her daughter was in Columbia Presbyterian Hospital in Manhattan. I went there. I didn't even know the daughter's name until I could figure out what the daughter's name was. And I got to the room and there was Noreen sitting at the bed of a an adult daughter who obviously was critically ill. I walked to the edge of the room. Noreen looked up and she said, you must be Nina. Oh, my God. And from that moment on, we became, there was a bond that was established all through Noreen, all because of Noreen's website. And as a result, I mean, unfortunately, this, this lady's daughter passed away. This lady went back to Florida. But we now and many others in the group have a certain kinship that with total strangers all through Noreen that we never would have had before. Jeez, that's such a powerful story and, and speaks to who she was for sure and who the members of this group are too. It's just uh, astounding. I don't think Noreen ever imagined the success that she would be. I think that she was a very, very humble, down-to-earth person. She didn't look for any kind of accolades. She just did what she enjoyed the most, which was cooking, speaking with people, getting together, teaching people how to do different things in the kitchen, always being there to answer questions for people. I really, really don't think that she believed that she was doing anything that special. She was very, very humble. And actually, when I visited with her in the hospital, and here I am coming into the palliative care unit, and everyone knows that when you're in palliative care, that means there's no there's there's no leaving this unit. It means that you're here, and then you're dying. Right. And it's not a comfortable experience to walk into this unit, although the hospital certainly makes it look wonderful. And I walked into her room, and she was so positive, and she was so grateful. And it happened to have been Hanukkah one of the days I was there, and children were coming around and they were singing Hanukkah songs. And she kept saying, could you sing some more? Could you sing some more? It's so beautiful, and thank you so much for coming to me. She never, ever gave the impression that she was depressed or down because of the fact that she knew she was dying. Occasionally she would say, I just need some more air. I just need some more air because she had problems with her breathing. That was her problem. Mm. She had a pulmonary problem. But she never complained and wrote to me while she was in palliative care and never talked about the fact that she was about to die. Jeez, that's amazing. So let me go back and talk about her cookbooks for a moment. Because sure. um, you said you own many of them, maybe all of them. And I know she, just as an aside to folks, she just published her last cookbook at yes. the end of 2019. Um, That's right. Yeah. Sitting right here next to me. And what's the title? Of, what's the title of that? It is the brain boosting diet. 
Feed Your Memory, and she wrote it in collaboration with a man, a doctor, Edward Wine, W-E-I-N, who was a PhD, not a medical doctor. And the entire beginning of the cookbook, I'm just looking, I would say the first probably 100 pages are are talking about nutrients and supplements and what the most healthy way is for you to feed your family. And um, and then Noreen begins with all of her wonderful recipes. And the doctor, um, in certain places, will talk about the um, great influence of having, for instance, salmon or, or something that has a special nutritional value as opposed to other things. And the cookbook apparently is flying off the shelves right now at on Amazon. They can't keep up with the demand. And it's not a small cookbook. It has something like, let me just tell you, it has about 600 pages. Oh, my goodness. So it's very heavy. <laughs> but it's really, it's really something wonderful. I've already made some of the recipes from it. And there are other recipes from her other cookbooks that I make all the time. And interestingly, this past Shabbat, I believe, was the first, uh, first Shabbat after she passed away. And it might have been the second. And that Shabbat... Everyone in her group said they were going to be making things specifically from her cookbooks. And everyone then posted what they were making that was in memory, in honor of Noreen. How lovely. I saw that, actually. So I'll make a statement, and then I'll ask you a question. One is that you can tell by the title and the content of this book that Noreen was on top of all the the latest, and I use the word loosely, trends in Absolutely Jewish cooking. Yeah, but also I think not only in Jewish food and in what was the most healthy, the best combinations of food, the best combinations of additives not to be used, all these kinds of things. She really, really knew her stuff. Okay, and she was very cognizant of things being healthy for for the general public. And so I think that speaks to a comment that you and I might have talked about previously, which is that. On her, all those followers, um, whether they be on Facebook or purchasing her books, right. were not just Jewish people. They were people who respected her knowledge about cooking and about eating. It's very, very important to realize that she really reached out to the entire world of cooks. And one of the things that I remember once someone posted something about sisters or something like that from her Noreen's group and somebody right away wrote back and said excuse me but I use her cookbooks and it was a man okay Mm -hmm. and he said there aren't only sisters on this website they're also on this on this Facebook page there are also men involved here and don't forget us (laughs) now I try to be very careful about speaking about the Noreen family as opposed to the Noreen ladies because the group really does encompass many many different types of people Right. And that's really fabulous and, of course, speaks to who Noreen was. So it's lovely. I agree. So speaking about her cookbooks, I wonder if you had, and maybe this is really difficult because you own so many of them and have been cooking with them for years. Do you have any favorite recipes? I do, actually. (laughs) It's so funny you should ask that question. I do. It's so simple. And I, I do have some of my favorites. One of them um, was called Beery Roast, and I still make it all the time, and my family loves it. 
In fact, my daughter, I'm going next week to visit my daughter in Rochester. She said, Mommy, please, could you make some uh, berry roast? I said, no problem. <laughs> so all it is is a top rib. It uses a piece of meat called top rib and is one, I believe, that first you put the meat into the pan and you just let it cook in the oven, uncovered, for an hour. And then you remove the juices from that after an hour. And then you add to this meat one bottle or can of beer with, I believe it's one cup of ketchup. And you mix them together and you pour it over the roast and you bake it in the oven uncovered for at least another hour, hour and a half. And that's it. You take it out and you slice it when it's cool. And it's really, really yummy. So that would be one of my very favorite Noreen <laughs> cook, Noreen recipes. That's very, very, very easy to make. It's from the cookbook Second Helpings, please, my very first cookbook. And it's funny because there's a recipe in that cookbook called Toby's Chocolate Cake. And the only reason I remember it is because of the fact that we used to make that cake every single Shabbat in our family for years. And my children, at the age of when my daughter, my eldest daughter was 10 years old, was making it on her own. Wow. So, but there are many, many recipes in all of her cookbooks. I've just been making recently from her latest one, the um, brain-boosting diet, I've been making a colorful kale salad. And that can, that would be with the kale. Uh-huh. And one thing I learned from Noreen about kale is that you should always rub it rub the leaves of the kale with some extra virgin olive oil Hmm. so that it becomes not as as stiff as it would be otherwise. And then you add some um, diced onion and a red pepper. And the main thing for me is a um, a mango cut up, a bell pepper cut up, and some craisins or dried cranberries. And... Mix it together, and then right before you serve it, add an avocado. And the dressing would be with virgin olive oil. I can give you the exact measurements if you'd like them. It's with sure. olive oil, and it's with apple cider vinegar, and orange juice, honey, and Dijon mustard. That's it. Wow. And it's really, really yummy. And sounds simple, so that you're not going through all kinds of contortions. I think that's the essence of the things that Noreen did. She wanted to make people not feel overwhelmed in the kitchen. The essence of her recipes, in many cases, she wanted people to be to, to be able to have control over their kitchen and to do things with as much ease as possible. That was the beauty of Second Helpings, because I think it started off for young brides who really had no idea how to cook. And in many cases, a girl's at a girl's bridal shower in Montreal, I remember so well, every bride received a copy of this book. And it was her Bible in the beginning of starting off cooking. Wow. Um, and that, I think, is one of the things that she um, excelled at. And so I'm, um, I'm thinking to some of her podcast episodes that I listened to, and there was one, I, it might have even been the introductory one, where she is speaking to some friends of hers that all worked on the cookbook together. Right. And they talked a lot about, about that and kind of growing up and growing their expertise in the kitchen together, which... So that was Second Helping. Yes, yeah. Because it was done as a B'nai B'nai project. 
it was the original fundraising project for Benebrith Women in Montreal. And that was their project. They worked on it as a group. She was the editor and the chief cook and bottle washer. Mm-hmm. But she, she got it all together. But the recipes were comprised and compiled from many different people where they sat down and they discussed what each one felt about it. And she sort of made the final decision as to what she thought was most appropriate. I also remember reading somewhere that, of course, they did recipe testing. And there were some recipes that had, for instance, the title, and it included an ingredient that as she's making the recipe realizes that ingredient isn't even in there. So that's what happens when family recipes, I think, get passed around and There isn't somebody really checking all the details, but thankfully they did that. It's kind of funny. You know, you remind me of something. I recently made something. I don't even remember which cookbook it was from, but it was not from her cookbook. But it called for a teaspoon of, um, I think it was called Gamma Marcella, something like that. Gemma Mm -hmm. Marcella. I don't even know. Okay, But I did not have this in my house, and I was not familiar with it. It called for one teaspoon. And I searched the city of Chinak, New Jersey, in every single store looking for this one spice that only needed, this recipe only needed, was a big recipe, <laughs> one teaspoon. So if I had done this properly, I would have asked my, my lady friends at, um, at Don Noreen's kitchen, right. what can I use instead of this? I did find it. I did use it. But then I said to myself, Nina, it was one teaspoon. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's a wonderful group to be a part of. It's a wonderful group to be a part of. And it's it's definitely a tribute to Noreen. She uh, she deserves it. And interesting how people are constantly now writing about, you know, how much they miss her and they're carrying on her tradition. And I believe that her son, Doug, who is also a um, gourmand, I think that he will um, probably continue in her. I'm sorry for the noise in the background, but I think that he will probably continue to... Um, do something in her footsteps. He cannot be his mother. No, of course not. But we'll see what happens. Perhaps. Exactly. Only the the future can tell us what's really going to be. Right. And for the meantime, of course, people can continue to check the group online and also her website and just... Absolutely. It just keeps going all day, a million times a day. It, It just boggles my mind. (laughs) people are forever raiding into this uh, group of Noreen's kitchen and they uh, with the same veracity that they've had in the past so that's very special it really is and speaks to Noreen of course and people like you who are part of all of that so Nina I want to I want to thank you very much for joining me today and being so willing to share your stories about Noreen Gillis and I think it's been my pleasure it's been my pleasure I think one thing we can all take away from this episode is the proof in the power of food and that sharing a meal brings us together and connects us across all boundaries. I agree. I agree. There's nothing like sitting down at a table without anything in our hands other than forks and knives, looking at each other, talking to each other, and um, and eating delicious food. Absolutely. Absolutely. So for my listeners, for more information about Noreen Gillitz, please check out her website, www.gourmania.com, where you can find wonderful holiday recipes for Purim and Passover and everything in between and, and beyond. You'll also be able to listen to some of her podcast episodes. There's links there. And her Facebook group, I think it's just called Noreen's Kitchen. Noreen's Kitchen. 
And so check out that as well. And and again, Nina, thank you for sharing your stories. My and pleasure. Noise. My pleasure. Take care. Bye-bye. That was Nina Glick, who is, as you can hear from the background, lots of activity behind her. She was calling from her office at Jewish Link of New Jersey, a great publication connecting Jewish communities in New Jersey. And we thank her for being so open and generous with her stories about Maureen. My recording and mix engineer is Steve Robinson. The Big Shmir theme music is performed by Cavatino Duo from their CD entitled Sephardic Journey on the CD record label. If you like The Big Shmir, please don't forget to subscribe and to write a review or share a like on my Facebook group page. All this really helps the podcast grow. If you have comments or questions I'd love to hear from you, please email me at beth at thebigshmear.com. And be sure to check out my website, thebigshmear.com, to find recipes shared by my guests. I'm Beth Schenker, the host of The Big Schmear. Thank you for listening, and happy eating. Happy eating.